0: All right, uh, let's, let's just get into it. We've been talking about how to access your superpowers. And um, this is the Christmas edition, right? The Christmas edition. Um, but but I wanna set the stage and then we're gonna see where Christ fits into. Uh, the reason for the season fits into what we've been talking about. So we was talking about uh, God had poured out uh, his power in the earth realm from the beginning, right? In Genesis one, you know, after he created us in his image, um, and after his likeness, right? Now, when, when you're creating an image, uh, uh, the word creating an image means to, it's what you will spread. That same image is what I will spread, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, then he poured into us the breath of life and we became a living soul. But then he poured this, uh, he told us what, to have dominion, mm-hmm. to have power and authority be fruitful, multiply and replenish that power and authority throughout the earth, right? But then Satan who was cast down because he didn't know how to submit to authority to draw authority. So he's cast down to the earth realm. So he created a plan to steal it. So he knew all I had to do is get them, trick them from being obedient. Once I get them in disobedience, I can steal their power, right? See, because to be disobedient, they got to submit to what I'm asking them to do as opposed to submit to what God tells them to do. So we talked about that through Genesis, uh, Genesis 3, 1 through 6. So when they decided to be disobedient to God and obedient to the adversary, they lost power. And that's why 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says that that uh, he's the little God of this world. So now once you submit to or start to serve the adversary, you take on his image and that's the image you spread right? Throughout the, the earth. Now, God created a plan to take that power back. We talked about that last week, and that was Christ. So, Christ paying the price, not just paying the price of death, but paying the price of obedience also. So, he, he was obedient unto death, right? right? Philippians 2, 8, right? We read 5 through 8, let this mind be in you, was also in Christ Jesus, right? Right? So, he, so that's how he got the power back. Now, when we attach ourselves to that Ourselves to that same faith and take on that mindset. I'm going kind of fast because this is just uh, the overview. Our obedience is our key to power. Our obedience is our key to power. So if we're disobedient, we can say what? We lose power, right? Right? So we're trying to access power, not lose power. And I know disobedience, sometimes we say, well, I'm not out here hurting nobody. But you are hurting people if you're not fulfilling what you were purpose and plan to do. You are hurting people if you're in compromise you hurt, you, you hurt your, your family anytime you're in disobedience because you open the door for the adversary to be spread into your household, right? Does that make sense? All right, so, so just think, so have, but hey, hey, there is a contingency, having a readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled, right? So, so we always have an opportunity to repent and be obedient, right? So we're not stuck, even though we may have done some things. You know, that's why you don't want to be in denial, Right? You know, just say, hey, cut your losses. I ain't, I ain't do right on that one, God. And then quickly try to be as obedient as possible. So our power is on the other side of our obedience. We talked about that already, right? And so the scripture says that Jesus was given all power after he was obedient. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. We talked about that last week, right? He says, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth, right? He says, "Now, so, so now, since I have this power now given to you, you can go to the world. Right? You could preach the gospel, you could baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in the fullness of my power, right? It's Matthew twenty-eight, eighteen. Now this is review, but I just want us to make sure when we don't when we get to where we get to today, it's with the foundation of what we've already talked about. So Jesus received power through through obedience, but not through convenience. We don't get no power through convenience, right? We get a power through obedience. Does that make sense? That's every age, right? All right, and then um you know, I, th- I think about this just to, I know this is, uh, everything I shared is what happened at the beginning and then at the, in the New Testament, what Jesus did. But even before that, you saw it all throughout the Bible, you know, the prophet goes to the woman and she's about to, you know, just lose everything. She says, it's about, what you about to do? Well, I'm going to make this last cake. Me and my son are going to eat and die. So then he said, ah, they need some power. So he said, hey, make me a cake first. Gave them, her an opportunity to be obedient to submit to his power. See, he couldn't just disperse it. She has to, had to submit to, because you submit to, you draw from, right? Mm-hmm. So he said, make me a cake first. Mm-hmm. Now, your thought would be, did you just hear what I said? I'm going to make this last cake. We're going to die. You trying to take my last? We can't get a last meal? He said, no, 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 no. Make me a cake first, and, and it won't be your last meal. Because <laughs> now the power will come in which will facilitate miracles and you'll have everything you need, right? I told the other, uh, other person, man, go get a couple pots and just, just fill them up. But I ain't got enough to fill up all these pots. Just be obedient and watch power show up. And she filled up all the pots, paid off all, all that debt and they then had some to left, uh, left over, right? All that was obedience because obedience produces miracles, right? And Moses' obedience produced miracles. You stand in front of the Red Sea, stretch out your rod. Your Supposedly you're like, man, you crazy. We need to get away from these people. Tell us a, a way out. Send us a boat. <laughs> he said, no, just stretch out what you got in your hand. See, see, so the obedience means you have something you could use, even as this uh, uh, mustard seed of faith. You got something you can use. See, the young lady had a cake, so she had something she could be obedient with in her hand right? Moses had something he could be, be obedient with, what? In his hand. You see that? The young lady had something she could be obedient with in her hand, right? So what's that you have in your hand? What's that? Is it Alvin Slaughter? You can use it. <laughs> what's that you have in your hand? I love that song. Right? Might have to bring that back. Right? You hear that, Mr. Lamar? I know you like Alvin Slaughter, right? Yeah. Alright, so uh, remember, remember when a guy was a uh, uh, he was, he was sleeping on the bed, but he couldn't walk, couldn't get up or nothing. The people was walking by him. Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. <laughs> right? So, so he says, if you're obedient, power is going to show up. So I just want to give some examples of how on the other side of obedience, there's miracles, and, and the power is waiting for us to operate, operate in obedience. Right? Now, so, so we said Jesus gave all power, and we talked about the, his path to power. Uh, so we mentioned how, okay, he was obedient. Remember he served his parents and it said that, you know, he questioned them at one time, like I'm about my father's business. But then it said he was obedient. Mm -hmm. He just followed them. He served them no matter what, even though he was the Messiah, he served within the culture of authority that he was placed in. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Then it said he showed up at the, uh, John, you know, John's doing baptism stuff. He just baptized me. It said when he baptized them, it's Matthew 3.17, it said the heavens open up. Right? Holy Spirit falls them like a dove. The Father says, this is my son whom I am whom well pleased. At this particular time, he was, he, was being, he was full of power. We know this because at the, the, uh, the Luke 4 version, that was Matthew 3.17, but the Luke 4 version of the same uh, test that he went through. It said that he went in the he was taken by the Spirit. He was full of the Spirit and taken into the wilderness. Let's look here at Luke 4. Right? I'm trying to make a case but this is, just, this is just a review so step by step you can access power and you can realize why we celebrate Christ and, and, and what really Christmas is about. Right? Amen. All right. So Luke 4.1 Luke 4, 1. Now, this was after Jesus was, uh, the dove fell on him. This is just another version of, of, of Matthew 4, 1, right? It says, and Jesus look, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit in the wilderness. After his endorsement by God, he went to the wilderness, right? So that's why we don't get in, 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 uh, overconfident when we have certain endorsements and successes. Uh, because now you're going to have to test out what, uh, what you believe you, you have in your repertoire. You know, remember, uh, is his name Josh? Wednesday? Remember, Josh would say, I was, I, he says, well, I was locked up. I was learning all these scriptures. Now I'm, real, I'm out here. I got to realize I got to use them, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't what we know is what we're going to show under pressure, right? Under pressure, right? Like our team yesterday under pressure, right? Anyway, I slipped that in, slipped that in, you know. I ain't say the name, I just, you know. But Gerard knows what I'm talking about, even though he probably was yelling at the screen the whole time, from the beginning. Alright, so anyway, uh, it says he was full of the Holy Ghost. Now we know the test, uh, turn this stone into bread, and it is written, it is written, it is written, right? And then we drop down here to verse 14. After he passed all the tests, it says and Jesus returned, look, in the power of the spirit, so he was full of the spirit, but then he came out in the power, so he was full of power, right? When he when the dove fell on him, then that power came up and he was baptized in the power. You know, it's almost like if if my words abide, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, so it's almost like in reverse. First, the power is in him, then it comes up on him and baptizes him, right? So that's so that's why it says he was he. Uh, he, came, uh, he returned in the inside the power of the spirit, right? And so the first level is full of power. The second level is, is power of baptized. And then that's how you get to Matthew 28, 18, where it says, uh, I have all power. That's, that's power overflow, heaven and earth, right? So that's, that's power to be dispersed. See, once he got to that that, that point where he says, I have all power in heaven and earth, that's power to be dispersed. We know that because the next verse says, now you can go (laughs) and you can baptize. Mm -hmm. You can submerge people uh, in the name and the honor and the authority and the power of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. I've baptized you. Now you can go and baptize some people in the same power, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Does that make sense? All right, so when we talked about this last week, we said the Trinity uh, within us is our superpower. The Trinity within us is our superpower, right? And and now we notice through Ephesians 3.19, it says be filled with what? All the fullness of God, right? All. Key word is all the fullness of God, right. Or let's look here at Ephesians 3.19 real quick. Ephesians 3.19. Now we're talking about the Christmas edition, Christmas edition of how to access your superpowers. Now I could have uh, shifted the message to just talking about the wise men and and, uh, Jesus in the manger. Right? (laughs) Right? Give you a little traditional... But let's talk about <laughs> the why. You know, uh, we know the story, right? Even from the cartoons, right? So uh, Ephesians 3.19. Now, this is after he prayed. Uh, well, I'll start with verse 14. It says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, right? It says unto the whole family. Look, look. Where it, it says in heaven and earth is named, right? It is honored, empowered, or authorized. It says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Think about glory, to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man. Right? That Christ, the anointing, the anointed one and the anointing, may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend what all saints, what is the breadth, length, death, and the height. All right. Now, what is that? Uh, the conjunction word "and" begins the next sentence. It says, "To know the love of Christ, the anointed one and the anointing, right? which passes knowledge that ye may be looked, filled with all the fullness of God." Now look at verse 20. "Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think, according to what? Wow. Or according to the power that worketh in us." Right? There's a power that, that, that Christ means the anointed one and the anointing. And we know through Isaiah 1027, the anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God, right? Power of God. So sometimes with our, our might and our strength, we, we tend to try to operate and use in our own hands. And that really cheats us from things being removed. You may temporarily get relieved, but who wants relief when we can be, have stuff removed? Like who wants pain relief when I can have healing? You know what I'm saying? Who wants uh, a debt relief through a refi when I can have what? Debt removed. (laughs) Right? Does that make sense? I ain't say don't do no refi. Stop. (laughs) Stop. Stop. I'm just saying there's levels to this, okay? All right. Use your equity if you want to. It's yours. (laughs) Okay? Is it we okay with that? All right, all right. You know, I'm sorry, I'm just picking stuff up. Probably people out there in their pajamas. Somebody was thinking that. All right, so we said the (laughs) the Trinity. Uh, within us is our superpower. Now, Christmas uh, really broken down through Christ Mass, M-A-S-S, right? Christ, the Anointing One, and the Anointing Mass, uh, a mass of power smeared or spread all over us, right? That's what that's what ideally what that means, you know. So that's why don't be uh, writing down, putting on your little windows and stuff. Uh, Christ X. See, you think all this stuff is intentional, right? Shifting things to happy holidays. Right? If, 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 if it was so like uh okay with the with the uh the darkness of the world, why wouldn't they be okay with saying Christmas? Because of what it means. Right? It means something. You know, happy Xmas. <laughs> See it's, 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 it represents a, that, that smearing of power, right? That smearing of power. And, and so, so, you know, what I love about this year is about gifts, right? And, and so uh, we have a Christmas gift in Atlanta that's been in Atlanta. They might have used it by at least, I know, within the last year or so, they hadn't used it. So they hadn't gotten here. and We hadn't gotten there. So we, so it was an unopened gift. For years, it's just, we still got your Christmas present. We still got your Christmas present. We still got your Christmas present, right? Right? So it's a, it's a gift that, that was never opened. And so when I was meditating on this, uh, God told me to ask you guys, when are you going to open your gifts? There's exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask to think Working on the inside of you. Right? You have a treasure hidden in earthen vessels. When are you going to open your gifts? He said every year, Christ's Mass comes around. When are you going to open your gift? When are you going to open your power? Right? When are you going to open your presence? Ain't nobody get that one. Presence. right and 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 so, so, when you think about this this smearing, this smearing goes through levels and and to get to the level of smearing or mass, and the first level goes through is Christ has to die for us, so he has to shed his blood, so we go through the shedding of the blood first, right? You know now the thing about the you you notice. His shed blood. Now, when you say shed blood, it's emphasized as shed blood for a reason. Because blood that's shed is normally taken through murder. Shed blood is taken through murder. Now, you, you're gonna, you read through the scripture, it talks about sprinkling of blood. You know, the, 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 the apostle talked about sprinkling of blood. All the words are intentional. See... Christ allowed himself to be murdered on a cross so his blood could be shed or taken. So that price would be paid. Right. Right. So, so, so we we went through the shed process, right? Now, when when an apostle talks about the sprinkling of blood, the sprinkling of blood, somebody has to sprinkle it. Like if you're sprinkling, you know, so, so I'm pretty good with the little shakers with the, with when I'm cooking, you know, you know, I can kind of, you know, spread it out. I can shake it out. But I notice the season don't fall on everything when you sprinkle sprinkling, right? If, it only falls on those that are in a certain proximity. Now, I'm not making any contact when I sprinkle, right? right. I'm just, I'm sprinkling, and who, whoever, whoever's in proximity going to catch it. So you go from the shedding, that gives us the opportunity because there's no remission of sin without the shedding of blood, right? Without that blood being taken, right? So that's the first move in paying a price to give us back access to power, right? All right, the second thing is there are people that's, that's, that's dialed in, locked in that I don't have to, like, convince or force, Right? And I can sprinkle some on them and use them like the, you know, like uh, the, the, the 12 disciples, the 12 to 70, the 120. You know, I can, I can sprinkle on them. But my ultimate goal is not to do no sprinkling. My goal is to do some spreading. Now, spreading is when I make contact. Those I can touch. So they have to be a whole lot closer than the people that sprinkle. And definitely a whole lot closer than the people that I shed blood for that I've never made any contact, never been around me at all, right? So ultimately, how I access power is I get closer and closer. I, I, I come to the altar and I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I get what? I get, I experience the shedding, right? Right? Then I start to grow as a, a young disciple. I'm not all in yet, <laughs> I'm sorry, little fella. All right, I'm not. I'm not all in yet. So then I, I I experience some of the sprinkling. But when I get all in, right? When I decrease, when I present myself as a living sacrifice. Oh no, 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 no! I'm right there for the spreading, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the smearing, right? That 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 power is on me at a whole nother level, right? Right. So so. Remember, he 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 was going through the crowd. He said, "Who touched me?" See, see, see. He said, "Virtue or power's gone out of me." Right. A smearing took place because that person was—they was all over me, <laughs> right? They, they wasn't like. <laughs> There's something going over there. I think that Jesus guy's over there, man. I'm not going over there. That stuff's spooky. You going? Nah, man. I'm not going. I don't believe in that stuff, right? No, 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 the woman was like fighting through the crowd because if you study the scripture out, that's not the first time somebody got healed through a touch. If you study the scripture out, Jesus would come through and as people were getting healed and the news went around, people would go by and just grab his hymn and get healed. So the young lady heard about the reputation of what happened to folk. You know, some people were saying, hey, hey, hey. Hey, he spit in the ground, took some, some, some clay, slapped it on my eye, and I got healed. Why, well, Hey, man, I, remember when I used to sit out there, remember I couldn't walk? He just told me to get up and walk. Man, and, and, and you know, look at me now. You know, I can hoop, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Then, then there was people around says, I know you're going to believe this. All I did was touch the hem of his garment. I couldn't get to him. I, I tried to grab him to get his attention, but I didn't need his attention once I grabbed him. <laughs> I didn't need his attention once I grabbed him, once I touched him <laughs> I didn't need his attention <laughs> once I touched him once I attached see when I, I, I reached for him my faith said if I can just get to him I'm going to be, that's what the young lady said if I can just touch him I'll be made whole, right? if I can just touch him see I can get some of that smearing and see, the reality is the reason why this day is so valued because the birth of the anointed one and the anoint, and with the anointing was the birth of our superpowers. That was the birth of our superpowers, right? And so when we receive Christ, he connects us to God's power, which is that Holy Spirit that's our ambassador here on this earth realm, right? Working in us. So he's sitting on the right hand of the Father position with the authority. It's just like if I join the police department, the police department is backing me. They've authorized me. Once I go through the academy and I get my badge, I actually have power too. But that power is being backed by what? The 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 police department, the government, right? So I can lock you up because I've been authorized. <laughs> you know, what I'm like so me and you, can, we can find a badge on the street, but we ain't authorized. <laughs> we can act like a cop. We can steal a uniform, but we're not authorized. We can get arrested for arresting. Impersonating what? An officer. Impersonating authority that we didn't get because we didn't operate in obedience. Right? Uh, Paul, I know. Paul, I know Jesus, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? You're not authorized. <laughs> right? So we're mimicking. We're singing what we see people say, but we haven't gotten close enough to be smeared or touched to be authorized with that level of authority. You see what I'm saying? Like, like we want to be authorized. So, so, so Christ tries to pour this into us. That's why he came into his own. And he came unto his own, no different than the, 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 the prophet said, hey, make me a cake first. He came unto his own and said, they received him not. He showed up to give them power. But the scripture says, as many as received him, gave, him, gave them power to become sons of God. Right? Power. So it started out with powers to become. That means they had to what? They had to, they had to at least take on the shedding of his blood. Because there's life in the blood. Yeah, so we know this about uh, uh, DNA, you know. Uh, See, so what, what's today? Ah, next week I we gotta talk about vision. So I'm gonna have to come back to this teaching because there's a whole piece on how it relates to some of our superheroes, right? So, so I, I'll teach on the vision next week, and then, you know, we got a little break, and then we'll have to come back. But, but I will share this. I know this about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an old superhero guy. I used, to, I used to draw murals and stuff like that, you know. And uh, one thing I know about Spider-Man, Spider-Man got bit, right? So, so that spider's blood gets into him. But the spider had gone through some type of, you know, uh, some, some special stuff. So, so, so there was a blood transfusion. <laughs> So, what was in the spider's blood got into uh, Peter Parker's blood, right? <laughs> right. Now, this, this dude jumping all over the place. Like, he, you know, he's doing stuff. He, he's clinging to walls. He took on some superpowers because of the blood transfusion. So, as many as received him, gave he power to become sons of God, right? Because we received that shedding of blood. So, there's a transfusion, Right? There's a transfusion, but even Spidey Man had to learn how to use the powers, right? right. So you got to go through a level of discipleship, right? Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, so you can learn how to use it. Because if you don't, you may use it the wrong way, yeah. right? You know, imagine if he just used his powers for himself, you know, to make all the teams, you know, uh, at the school, <laughs> you know what I'm right? Yeah, the same thing with Superman. Remember his dad was taking over the we gonna get in, we, we definitely gonna get into Superman. Remember his dad was showing him how to use it. But imagine he's like, I think i you know, I think I wanna be an all-American. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just gonna dominate. I mean, he would break all the records, you know, all the records just have Superman. <laughs> right? Football, who's gonna tackle him? Nobody. Track, who's gonna outrun him? Nobody. Like, like, I mean, you know. I mean, dunk contest it wouldn't even be close. High jump? <laughs> like, I mean, he'd be in the Hall of Fame for every sport. But see, there's a responsibility with power. And so he had to learn the responsibility of power because if he just displayed everything, one, remember we talked about, uh, I used Isaac, how we got to be stealth sometimes. You know, we can't just, they can't see you coming, right? <laughs> right? You know, they would have saw him coming and they would have attacked the weakest links would have been in his family. Right. So he couldn't expose himself. You know what I'm saying? He had to navigate in a certain way. Right. And that's how we have to do so. So and we'll get into that when we get over. Man, I could walk you through the X-Men and show you how it all relates to who you are in the kingdom. But we'll do that uh, down the road. Right. We'll get into that down the road. Right. Some of the stuff is so old, I, I had to, you know, I had to work to find it, because <laughs> you know? it ain't digital like all, all my other stuff, all right? But I will it's coming to a church near you soon, somewhere in January, February, I don't know, when we come back, all right? All right, so, so again, as, uh, as many as received him gave him power. So that's the indwelling power, right? right. And then he has said this. Let's look here at Luke 24. Um, we're going to be short today, but I'm going to at least give you this, Luke 24. Luke, this is towards the end of, of the, his earthly reign, right? And the whole thing is like, you can see his intent was to get us power, not just for us to wear Christ like a badge, right, but to get us power. So 2449. It says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry or wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high, right? Endued with power, equipped, imparted with power, right? And then uh, if you go over here uh, to Acts chapter 1. See, when we get so natural or so worldly or get so caught up into sucking up into, you know, maybe people that look like they're doing well off and we're the most powerful person in the room and don't even realize it, God is not pleased with that man, at all. So Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in both Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. You'll smear it. Once you'll be endowed with it, and we know in Acts chapter 2 uh, is starting with verse 1. It's a little audible here. I know I didn't have that in the original um, lower thirds, but it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, uh, they were all with one accord. Now, now the interesting thing is we kind of turn words into religion. So it said, Tarry in Jerusalem. It just means wait in Jerusalem. It doesn't mean tarry for the Holy Ghost. Like, that's the only way you're going to receive him. You have to tarry in the Spirit. No, just wait at that time. Holy Spirit showed up. We ain't got to tarry no more after that. We don't have to wait no more after that, right? Um, That means you could be filled with the Spirit now, right? And then the other thing people convert into a religion is when the day of Pentecost fully comes. Well, Pentecost is 50, right? And so after, uh, uh, it was the year of Jubilee. So after seven sevens, so every seven years, people will relieved, be relieved from their weights and their burdens, right? And seven times seven is forty-nine. So in the fifty-year, they will have a year of jubilee, right? The day of Pentecost, you know, they would celebrate this. We'll get into this in, in the Bible school when we talk about the Jewish holy days. That's where holidays came from. Holy days is supposed to be the way it's supposed to really be communicated, right? And so it says when their Pentecost fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now we can get that. We've been talking about the body and agreement and stuff like that. One accord in one place, not all over the place, right? It says, look, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire, and it set upon each of them. Look, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, right? And it says, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. They were amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Behold, are not these which speak Galatians? How are they speaking in our language? It was like the United Nations. They're glorifying God, and people are hearing their language. They know they're not from their place, right? Drop down here to verse 17. Uh, well, we'll start here with verse 15, then we'll get into verse 17. It says, for these are, I'm sorry, verse 14. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. Listen with the intent to obey. He says, for these are not drunken, as you suppose. Sin is but the third hour of the day. It's about like nine o'clock, nine a.m. It says, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Job. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And all my servants and all my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire, vapor of smoke. So he's saying that. I'm gonna smear my power on everybody, right? And everything that's expressed, communicated, or done will have my signature all over it. It will be super powerful, right? And so, so, so that's kind of how it's supposed to operate. You know, the, you know we talked about, uh, there's in Revelations one, we went to Revelation one, talked about giving you the keys, right, to some things, right? And then uh, uh, Matthew 16 says, uh, I, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. I will give you the kingdom, giving us access to some things, right? And, and then Philippians tells us to work out our own salvation with fear, fear and trembling. It says it is both God who worketh in you to will and to do his good pleasure. Philippians uh, 2, 12, and 13, right? He's working in you to will and to do his good pleasure. And that is for us to operate kingdom-minded, And we have a message coming up maybe in February or March, kingdom priorities. We're going to just talk about just the reality of how all of what we need is in the kingdom. And the entire culture and this world system is training us to almost be ignorant to the existence of the kingdom. So we don't operate in our power and authority and rule in the kingdom. You know, there's people that come over here and, and they're treated like peasants they go back to their country, they're treated like kings because they are, they're actually kings, right? And so so the thing is, our country is, you know, we, we're trying to go back to different countries in the United States. No, our country as Christians is the kingdom of God. And we'll find out that the, the, the kingdom is near, the kingdom is here, and the kingdom is within, <laughs> right? And so we if we attach our faith and look through our faith lenses, we'll realize, just like when Elijah told... Uh, Gehazi, there's more to be with us than be with them. You see, Elijah saw outside of the natural realm into the spiritual realm, and he saw the chariots, all the warriors, all the soldiers that was a part of the kingdom that was there in support. Gehazi could only see what was in the natural, and in the natural, he saw them outnumbered, right? Well, when you start to see outside of the natural, when you discipline yourself in the spirit, you start to see there's more to be with you than be with them. But you got to be kingdom-minded. I remember a long time ago, my wife would ask me for things, you know. Um, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. And I would try to uh, train her to do without. You know, so, so I came into the marriage just, we don't need this, we don't need that, we don't need nothing. Once we get all this just paid off, then we can get stuff. And God checked me. He said, stop making decisions based on what you have. Make, make decisions based on what I have. You, have. you have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Right, pray for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. He says, "So, so stop doing that." He says, "Because you're making your decisions based on the limits you see, not based on what I've actually afforded you." And and I was like, "I never looked at it that way." So so, I made sure we we consistently won ties, so we would stay mindful or connected to His kingdom. But I also made sure if she asked me something. If I could see it, I was like, go ahead and get it. If I couldn't see it, I would project when. Okay, you could do that in a couple weeks. If I couldn't see when we could do it, I said, let's pray about it. Those were the three responses she got 98 99% of the time. Because I stopped making decisions based on what we had. And God would supernaturally come through with kingdom provision. I mean, people, she was sitting at a job. She was doing a temp job, transitioning. But because she was used to being working in corporate, she was dressed corporate, but nobody else, none of the other employees was. Lady came in. And she says, "You know what? Um, I noticed you don't belong here." She says, "You you don't belong." She says, "You know what? Um, would you mind if I just give you some clothes?" She says, uh, "Yeah, I just like shopping. So a lot of stuff. Some stuff I just buy just to buy." It's, the community was a well-off community, um, uh, and so. So my wife was like, okay, but it was almost like, okay, but, you know, some of the stuff I'll probably get to somebody else or whatever. This lady showed up with, like, it was like my wife went on a shopping spree that I would have never sent her on. (laughs) Because she, it was like stacks of blouses, stacks of skirts, uh, suits, coats, but stuff with tags on, and and, and y'all name the stores, I don't know if you want to. Like Nordstrom's or whatever, but it was everything was top of the line. Like, so even if I sent her shopping to get all that stuff, I would have sent it to one of these discount places, you know what I'm saying? You know, like Ross's or something, you know what I'm saying? And, and go to the clearance aisle. You see, you can find stuff at clearance, you know what I'm saying? Back then, we, we, we would we'd go right past all the other aisles, right to the clearance, right? And so, so I'm just being real, like, you know, you got to transition. This this stuff. I mean, and the the the. You know, I, I know clothing though. But I know material. I mean, cashmere. Like it, it was amazing. And God just kept doing that. Somebody else would call her up, and and you know, uh, well, you know, I got I, I got this these Saint John suits. You know what I'm Ladies know Saint John. You know what I'm John, look up Saint John's. Yeah, yeah, very. Like, well, I know. Look, look we know Zeno with Saint John. <laughs> But, you know, thousands of dollars for these suits and, you know, uh, had a suit, couldn't, uh, couldn't fit it. Ah, I ordered this, couldn't fit it. You could have it. Well, I tell you what, uh, look at my closet. Uh, I got some other ones. But what I'm saying is this stuff kept happening every time because every six months it seemed like she wanted a new wardrobe. I was like, but you just got You know how those guys are. I was like, you know, you that probably lasts you like six years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just flip it, you know. You know, get some different blouses, you know, who's going to know? You know, that, that's how we roll. But sure enough, I was like, okay, we're well, we going to pray about it because, you know, I think you got enough. And God would, oh, I guess God didn't think she had enough. Just operating off kingdom principles. I just threw that in just saying uh, we need to play off of kingdom principles. And then she started walking around going, babe, I think I got a, uh, we talk about power and anointing, right? I think I got a clothing anointing. People just keep giving me stuff. I said, I don't know if you got a clothing or not, but it sure look like it, right? Just that power, you know, shifting yourself to the kingdom, right? Listen, the scripture says God has not given us a spirit of fear. See, I need faith to access the kingdom. It says, but, but I've given you what? Power, love, and what? Sound mind. Clear thinking mind, right? The adversary is trying to cloud us so we don't believe. I'm going to read this. I don't even know what version this is. This might be the Keith Bradley break it down version. Um, it says, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, right? And fear has you focusing on self and the false evidence appearing, appearing real, right? So he hasn't given you that where you, where you can be easily enticed. But of power, that's, you know, your faith should not uh, stand in the wisdom of men and the power of God, Right? My my preaching and teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but was what, in demonstration of power. So God has given you what, uh, but of demonstration of power, love, right? That's He's giving you Himself. He's giving you compassion to navigate through what you need, and a sound mind, clear thinking mind. That clear thinking, saved soul, unobstructed, clean through the word mind, right? That's what God has given us, and he needs, that's what he needs us to access. All right, so we're going to end here with 2 Corinthians 5, 7, right? I'm not going to do that because that just tease y'all. Uh, I was about to get into Superman, but let's get into uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. It says what? If any man be what? He's a uh, He's. We're going to take our time with it. If any man be... Inside Christ, mm-hmm. smeared, smothered in Christ, right? He is what? Amen. A new creature. Now, something happens when you're a new creature, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Second Corinthians 517. five seventeen. I said five seven. seven? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, 517, five seventeen. Sorry. Five seven is uh, walking the speed. Walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. All right. Sorry. All right. So seventeen. I apologize. Right. Right. So old things are what? They haven't gone away right away, but they're passing away. Right. Because they can't be around the new creature. Right. They can't be around the because you're in Christ, the anointed one in the anointing. Right. And the anointing is the burden, removing yoke, destroying power of God. So when the anointing shows up, anything that's a burden, and a yoke has to be passed away. Right. Behold. All things, how many? All things become new, new. are become new, right? Are become new, right? All things are become new, right? So basically, we're new creatures in Christ. Superman and superwoman. Outside of Christ, we may get props, we may have successes, but we're not superman and superwoman. We are weak men and weak women. We're fearful. We panic. We're impatient. So, so like, that like, and, and this is a good thing. You, you, it's just a gauge. If I'm impatient, if I'm snappy, that's fear. I mean, you, you're not gonna call it fear, but if I'm snappy. If, if I'm worried about losing something or somebody, that's fear, right? So, so that's that's a, I got to get deeper into God. That's all. Don't, 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 don't condemn yourself. Right, Just ah, gotta deep, get, get deeper in God. You know, that's all it is. When you when you when the anxiety kicks in. Right. When you're hiding. I got to get deeper in God. Because nobody in it. No. You don't. When you're walking in power. You don't need to hide. Amen. You know, like you don't need to hide. But but that fear has us not using our power because the more we're not exposed to people, like if all we're doing is working on our one thing and not giving ourselves, you know, I was talking to my son. He's in a situation where he got stranded in, in um, upstate New York. And so, so while he was navigating through a situation, he was helping people because there's a lot of other people, you know, in the same situation. So he's helping people. And he was saying this morning, he's like, you know, you know, you get so busy, he's like, forget about others. Like, we're still waiting on what we want. While we're waiting on what we want, we can be given what we have. Like, we can invest in others, but when we isolate ourselves, who is benefiting from your gifts? And your power. When's the last time somebody else came and got access to that power? Because of you. When was the last time you shared the power? You see what I'm saying? Like, so so since this is the se- reason for the season, it's about giving, right? Let's unpack these gifts so we can give them to people. P- the people are, lives change because you operate in the gifts. But if you're sitting around nervous, you know, if you're in the flesh, you ain't giving up no, no gift because you don't trust in nothing you have. So, you, you know, that's... It's almost wasting our time, right? If you're in self, you ain't giving out no give because you're like, well, I, I, this for me. It's mine. <laughs> that's my toy. You know, we act like, you know, when you growing up, that's my toy. You know, two fellas fighting over stuff. Nah, that's mine, you know. And the parents are like, okay, share. Give them some time with it. You know, they, they pouting. Why? Because they don't want to share. Well, we doing that, Sitting at the house, pouting, because we don't want to share. You know, you know sometimes we, we're not, we don't, we don't want to share because we, we don't have the right outfits. Get into the presence of God and let God pour out on all that you need. I just told you Pastor Mal's story, right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't care about that. Un, un, unwrap the gifts, right? You'd be surprised what happened, right? So uh, we'll return to this in a few weeks. I don't know exactly the actual date Uh, but we'll return i don't know maybe we'll we'll say superpowers return or something we'll just change (laughs) right but let's stand on our feet that's all for today for christmas you know we